Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I'm your host. Today, we'll be talking to Karl Heinz Niemann of the University of Applied Sciences and Arts in Hanover about energy efficiency and how OPCUA can help building a unified energy model. Amongst other things, Karl Heinz will talk about energy efficiency in general, about OT security, about data formats, energy management systems, and finally about a consolidated energy model to be made available via OPCUA. Okay. Hello, Karl Heinz. Thanks for joining. How are you? Hi, fine. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Karl Heinz, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Where are you from? What do you do at the university? What have you been doing before, if so? And what has been your personal, maybe, or the university's involvement to date with OPC Technology and the OPC Foundation? Yeah, thank you for the introduction. Uh, as you said, my name is Karl-Heinz Niemann. I work in Hanover at the University of Applied Sciences and Arts. I teach there industrial informatics and automation technology. And this has to do with, you know, integrated automation, industrial communication, process interfaces. I teach um, energy efficiency and production plants. And since last semester also, I teach OT security. Besides that, I'm the speaker of the research cluster industry 4.0 of our university. And in the Pro, at Profibus and Profinet International, I'm also involved in the working group installation guides. Uh, I'm heading this working group. OPC UA is well, quite common for our technology. I teach it in my lessons, for example, mm -hmm. and uh, we use it also in many cases for integration of automation systems in different projects. Sounds great. And most, if not all of these topics, we will be going uh, into more detail during the course of the, the next 30 or so minutes. I just saw this morning somewhere, I think it was on LinkedIn, I saw it was mentioned Hanover, USA. In this case, I believe our global listeners will be clear that we're talking about the Hanover in Germany and most of you may have heard of uh, Hanover if not because of the university Karl Heinz is talking about because of the Hanover Messe that yeah. takes place once a year in April time frame in Hanover. Yeah this year it was later it was in June to, due to the pandemic but for next year it's planned again for end of April yeah and the Hanover fair I'm I'm pretty glad to live in Hanover because uh, for me it's easy going just <laughs> jump into right. the subway and then I'm there and uh, this is a big big chance for me to see a lot of industrial companies to meet people from my working group so Hanover fair is real real interesting for myself Okay, let's move into our topic. Tell us, please, about your research. You mentioned it on IoT energy efficiency, but also on OT, IT security. Yeah, we, we have currently different projects running. To start with the IT security issue, mm -hmm. uh, I'm part of the Future Lab 
for industrial production. It's government-funded projects uh, funded by the government of Lower Saxony. And there we are doing the integrating along the value chain of a product. And we are doing the data integration to allow data analytics staff. And in this research project, I'm responsible for the data platform and the IT security of this project. In parallel to that, we have the Mittelstand Digitalzentrum. This is a German word, which is Digital Center for Small and Medium-Sized Companies. Mm -hmm. There we support small and medium-sized companies with respect to getting forward in direction of Industry 4.0. And um, in this project, I'm also present with respect to cybersecurity or let's say OT security, the mm -hmm. cybersecurity for the operational technology, so for the production systems. That's one of my, my areas of research, so cybersecurity and especially OT security. Another stuff, another topic for research is energy energy efficiency mm -hmm. and um, currently we are running here a project iot energy this is a joint research project together with the uh, helmut schmidt university in hamburg with professor fai and uh, in hamburg and in hanover we are doing some research uh, for energy efficiency and especially here data acquisition from the field okay we're going to be concentrating further on the IoT energy project, but I assume that you will also apply knowledge experience from your cyber OT security uh, project into the IoT energy project. Yeah, that's that's not not in the focus, but for sure, if if we are talking about data acquisition, the transfer of data from the field to the supervisory level. IT security is always involved because we have to take care that, uh, especially at the connection between the IT domain and the OT domain, that we have a good separation of the data. Mm. And uh, OPC UA is also there, one, one of the tools that we are going to use with respect to secure communication mm. for many years opc ua already has a security solution so right. if we use opc ua for sure we will be using also the security functionality very good we'll discuss that um, later on so please tell us more about the iot energy project what's the story behind that Yeah, so in Germany, we have a lot of research projects that are funded by the German government. And this is in the area, it's called, the German word is Industrielle Gemeinschaftsforschung. If we translate it to English, it would say Joint Industrial Research Project. This is a kind of cooperation between the two universities I mentioned and the industry. We are here in a kind of pre-competitive research. So this means Companies cooperate with universities in order to solve problems that are more or less relevant for all of the companies. And uh, in our project, for example, we have 13 companies with about uh, 50% of them are small and medium-sized companies. And all these companies are looking on a way how to get energy-relevant data from the field to the supervisory level in a kind of standardized way. And that's what, what we are working on. So the main topic is acquisition of energy data and then the way how to get it in a consolidated way processed. 
because currently we have the problem that we have quite diverse infrastructure down there at the factory floor with different protocols and different ways to communicate the data. This, what you call pre-competitive research, in general, we have the, um, the name, so to say, we here in Germany, me as a Dutch guy in Germany, maybe in Europe in general, we have this name, I would say, that we do a lot of a great uh, base research and, and many times, you know, companies, people in other parts of the world, if the research is open, take that research and apply it. Now, you're a professor on a university for applied sciences. So my question is this kind of research where companies work together with universities, and I understand that that is you know, the reason why you do it, to apply you know, technology to new applications, use cases. Is that a relatively new thing, or have you been doing that for many years? I think this cooperation between the universities and the industries is established in Germany for, for many, many years. So okay. I'm, I personally do this since 20 years, mm -hmm. uh, for 20 years, and uh, this is not something really new. The good thing is, as you said, uh, other people are using is joint research implies that we make the information available yeah. and uh, that we publish also on this project. So it's not... The companies support us, they review the results, they criticize our concepts, they check it out, they provide components for demonstrators. But all in all, the German government is very keen on making this information available, yeah, more or less to the whole world. So as part of the project, we always have a kind of publication strategy or transfer strategy so right. that not only the 13 companies involved in the project can benefit from it they benefit in a way that they are very close to it and that they can influence it on the other hand the rest of the world can also participate right. in a way that they get access to the publication that we are providing during the course of the project Very good. Well, yeah, examples I was thinking of was like MP3, you know, 30 years ago, Fraunhofer or LSTM in yeah. you know, my personal area of artificial intelligence 25 years ago. We're not going to go further. I understand for you that in the automation world, you've been doing this, you know, almost uh, as long, 20, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Very good. So what what is then specifically the research topic you are working on in this IoT energy project? Yeah, we applied for this project in 2018, so quite a time ago. The project is already running for more or less three years, so we are close to the end of the project. And the idea when we started the project or when we applied for the funding, then the idea behind was that if I want to improve my energy efficiency, I need to know my energy consumption. That's one mm -hmm. of the basic ideas behind it. And if I want to know the energy consumption, I need to acquire the data in the field and to make it available to the upper levels of the automation system, especially the energy management system. And what we experienced uh, in 2018 was that we have uh, different ways how automation systems acquire such energy data. And we have energy profiles like Profi Energy or Zip Energy or Zerkos Energy. 
And uh, all these standards use different terms for power consumption. So it starts with the naming. So mm -hmm. if we really look at the power consumption, I want to know the power consumption of a motor or a frequency converter. And then if I look into the different standards, then Profi Energy says active energy import expert, ZIP Energy says supplied consumed energy automator, mm -hmm. and Zerkos says a generated consumed energy automator. And, and these three expressions show already the problem. We have one thing, the energy consumption, And if we now are going to integrate systems that use different protocols, and in practice, this is always the case. So we, and usually in real life, we don't have a clean plant where only one communication protocol is used all over the mm -hmm. place. In many cases, we have package units or other units that are supplied. And then we end up having a mix of, of different protocols. And if I now want to get hold of the energy data, I start, I start yeah, realizing that the different protocols use different names for the same thing. And to make it even worse, they are not only using different names for the same thing, they are also using different data formats, mm -hmm. signed integer, float32, float64. Right. And the, now the, the poor guy on, on the top level with the energy management system needs to handle all this variety of data and the variety of names And this costs a lot of money because this causes effort to adapt all the things because on the energy management level, the things come together and you have to have there a kind of unified approach so that you get all the data with the name, same name and the same data format. Very good. And we have a feeling already that you probably want to help support the person working on such a energy management system and as you say you know without data there is no management and without measurement sorry you cannot know if you are improving your energy efficiency you mentioned quickly one or the other uh, format maybe you want to go one step closer one step deeper into you know sh looking at these examples of the different formats the why the who and the how Yeah, so the idea, if we look at the different energy profiles, so to say, then we see they have been developed independently from each other. Mm -hmm. So they are dealing more or less with the same thing to acquire energy information from the field. And this, for some protocols, they deal mainly with electrical energy. In other protocols, we also have, you know, crude oil and uh, gas and whatever they are needed and cooling media and heating media. And uh, so the, this diversity on this protocol level is a problem with respect to effort. That's what I said. Mm. And uh, the idea that we are now looking at or striving for is that we would like to come to a kind of harmonization of this energy information. And uh, in our project, we started with analyzing all the, the different representations of energy data, and we looked for a kind of harmonization. And currently, we are now working on a kind of energy model that handles all this data and merges all the different information setups in a way that we can allocate all the underlying system in a way that the energy data is unified in a single way. So 
we are in a situation where we yeah, can deliver energy information to the supervisory level in a kind of unified format. And this is done by a kind of mapping and, and integration of the different and diverse data into a unified model. And based on this unified model, now the person that programs the energy management application can access all the data in a unified way without knowing where it comes from. So this is the, the easy way for the people sitting on the top level that they can access data without knowing where, which protocol conveyed it, where does it come from. Mm -hmm. So the person on the top level can access it without further thinking. And that's what, what we are striving for. And uh, currently we are working on a demonstrator where we have a kind of heterogeneous plan for simulation on the bottom. And then we have the conversion of the data. And now OPC UA comes, comes into the game. So we are trying to consolidate this energy information in an OPC UA server. And then the energy application as an OPC UA client can access this data in a unified way. And uh, we are also working on a kind of semi-automatic configuration of the OPC UA server based on the, on the uh, plant configuration. Let's get into the details of OPC UA in a moment. I was going to ask you, you gave one or two examples. You mentioned Profi Energy, uh, SIP Energy, Circos. So each of them, we haven't, talked and maybe that's even not necessary i mean these days in germany in europe and it may be the same in other parts of the world it's almost every second message that we hear in the radio uh, on the internet is about energy is about let's say the lack of energy or the high cost of energy mm. independent if it's electricity or gas or whatever now interesting that at least these you know separate protocols as we talk about have already been looking at the potential of at least measuring we are not behind so to say you know we just need to improve and that's what you're talking about so my my question is when when have you when have they maybe realized when have you realized that in the end you know you were working with with different data formats and that there was a problem at the higher level Yeah, so just to add some information. So th these uh, energy profiles do not only cover the data acquisition. They are also uh, doing, for example, load management and pause management. So, mm -hmm. for example, if you look at Profi Energy, which I know very, very well, Profi Energy provides also possibilities to shut down certain devices or parts of plants and to bring them into a kind of sleeping mode. So it's, it's not only data acquisition, that's the part we are interested in in our project, okay. but usually you also have functionalities, for example, to switch off idle components. So when you have a factory system, for example, car production that is idle over the weekend or during lunch break, then Profi Energy, for example, provides possibility to shut down this plant for, let's say, a quarter of an hour or even for the whole weekend if you desire. The different real-time protocols like, like ZIP or ProfiNet or Zercos, these standards are already pretty mature. So I think mm -hmm. Profi Energy is already, let's say, five to six years old. The good news is all the, the major relevant bus systems have such pro energy profiles, The bad news is they are all different, and that's right. what we are working on uh, to resolve this 
different approaches within the different protocols. Okay, good. So you already mentioned that you have been looking at the OPC UA architecture that kind of brings together the energy efficiency you know, pieces of the different protocols. So maybe you can explain a little bit more in detail how you came to, to consider even from the beginning OPC UA. I think uh, I'm quite familiar with OPC for many, many years, not for OPC UA, but for OPC DA. Mm. And so the functionality of OPC as a kind of integration level for plants with different systems below is well known. And so for us in the project, it was quite clear that we needed something like OPC UA in order to acquire the data in the field and then to submit it or to make it available to the energy management system in a kind of standardized way. Mm. And as we talked about security, OPC UA also has a possibility to securely communicate such information. And that's the reason why why we went for OPC UA without making any larger considerations about alternatives. There are alternatives in the way, but if we talk to our companies, I think there was a pretty broad agreement from the beginning that OPC UA is uh, quite suitable besides right. possibly one or two other protocols. For those listeners that have maybe the next level of uh, understanding, and I'm not the one that goes into the detail, but I think some of you may have heard about information models. You know, they look like like an information tree, so to say. So can I imagine maybe that, you know, if we look at such a typical information model that maybe each of these, you know, protocols and many others maybe each have you know, one section of the tree where they will reside with their specific information? Yeah, that's a problem. So we, we have, for example, companion specifications for ZIP Energy and for Profi Energy. Mm -hmm. So the way how the data representation inside OPC UA is defined. Mm -hmm. And now we are back to the problem. The good news is they are there. The bad news is they are different. So right. we have two companion specifications for OPC UA and the poor guy on top needs now to handle two uh, representations of energy data because they are different and they come through different companion specifications. And mm -hmm. that's our approach where we say, okay, let's get beyond this different companion specifications. Let's get one to one energy model, to one single energy model in a way to make the life for the people easier. Sounds good. According to sources a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, I don't know when, the Energy Consumption Joint Working Group was established. Uh, how does this working group relate to your project and maybe the, the kind of uh, issue opportunity that we just talked about? Yeah, that's a really interesting story. So we started considering that this integration of the energy data, as I said, in 2018, so some time ago. And uh, when I heard about this joint working group between PNO, OPC Foundation, Fauli MR, and some others, I was really excited because when I saw the working objective of this working group, I realized that this objective was more or less similar to the objective of our research project. And uh, so I was able to join this working group uh, on behalf of Profibus and Profinet International. And uh, in the kickoff meeting already, we realized or I realized that that there, there might be large synergies uh, between our research project and the OPC Foundation. Mm -hmm. Because 
If we look at the agenda of this working group, you know, analysis of the different energy protocols, proposal for a joint architecture, proposal for a joint data set model, mm -hmm. it was more or less all the same. And so we, we were quite happy that we will be able or that we were able and will be able to provide the results of our research project directly into this working group. So currently we are participating in this working group and uh, we are making the results of our work, especially the energy information model available to the working group. And now the participants in the working group will start reviewing our results. I'm quite sure there will be changes because it, it always happens when you bring a work into a working group that there might occur changes. But, right. you know, we are not starting from scratch. We are not starting with an empty sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. uh, we have here the chance to base on more or less three years of work already done in our work project. And so I'm quite happy and, and I'm more to say enthusiastic that we might accelerate the work of this working group significantly by providing our results of the research project to this group. And this is one, if we look at the reuse, at the guidelines of, of the German government with respect to making information available, this is a more or less ideal setup to, let's say, government-funded research work really provides um, input to industrial projects. That's uh, very, very nice from my point of view. And uh, also great to hear that OPC Foundation kind of acts as a as a platform, you know, making or bringing people together. Does that, you know, bring you specific challenges? Uh, well, I, I have been working f with international standardization for many, many years, mm. and so I'm I'm used to this uh, quite a lot. I think for some of my engineers, it's a little bit new field to work in and. So we did, for example, we did all our documentation in German up to now. So we are in the process of converting it to English. So, so for, for my team members, it's, it might be a little bit challenging. But I think this cooperation in standardizations, this is not very new to us. So I don't expect any severe problems there with respect to the integration in such an international setup. Okay, great. That sounds really uh, promising, Karl-Heinz. I, I wish you and the working group, you know, the very best for the transfer of your results and coming up with um, a solution. Thank you very much uh, for taking your time for this podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for allowing me to present the results of our research to the audience. Uh, thank you, Peter, for the interview. And uh, yeah, Enjoy your day and uh, the very best. Bye-bye. If you, dear listener, want to learn more about uh, other OPC UA companion specifications, other pieces maybe of the OPC UA technology, uh, or about the OPC Foundation, you may want to listen to one of the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit a website at opcfoundation.org. Uh, if you have a proposal for topics or are interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, Maybe you want to join one of the OPC UA Companion Specification Working Groups. Maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation or otherwise. Uh, please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. 
we'll put both the website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. Yeah, it was great to have you with us today. If you liked what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. And Carl Heinz, thank you again for having been my guest today. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.